I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. Very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast, episode 156. I'm joined by somebody who I've never met, but I have met. And I've reached out to him a couple of years ago when I was visiting in the US. And I really want to get into that story and learn more about his own style of photography because he's a phenomenal photographer. So welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast, Luke Collins. How are you getting on? Uh, thanks, Darren. It's good to be here. Um, I- I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Very good. Now, thanks. Very good. Yeah, I'm excited to get you on. I'm excited to finally talk to you because I know we've been messaging and back and forth over the last number of years. But I really wanted to get you on because I think, you know, a lot of people should know more about your playground in the area that you take photographs in. And also you go further afield as well. And you're not just staying locally. And I want to learn more about that as well. So, yeah, I'm excited to hear your story and the background, I suppose, in relation to your photography, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm happy to talk about all that. And um, yeah, we've, um, I know we've been following each other on social media for, well, I think since you came to my neck of the woods. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's good to see your face and hear your voice. <laughs> and um, yeah. I guess uh, meet um, in person or yeah. over uh over zoom <laughs> uh, i'll be at virtually for sure right now so i suppose we before we get into all that tell me who is luke collins oh well i am um just a, a guy from wisconsin um i grew up in uh, door county wisconsin which is the area w- which you mentioned which we'll talk mm-hmm. about more um born and raised here um i guess in a nutshell i um uh, I spent my 20s in Minneapolis and went to college there and then just kind of stuck around for a few years and lived and worked in the cities. Um, and then about 10 or 11 years ago, I decided um, I was kind of done with the city life. Um, mm-hmm. So I moved back home. Um, my area is a really small town. I, the town I live in, Sturgeon Bay, is 10,000 people. So okay. it's it's a big different, you know, it's it's a lot different than, um, you know, the big city of, big of the twin cities. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And then ever since I've been back, um, I've kind of got into photography once I moved home mm-hmm. and just from there, just kind of been growing the photography business and, um, kind of just getting more and more into it and mm-hmm. falling deeper mm-hmm. into a hobby that became a job. So Yeah, it's great. I mean, photography is phenomenal for that because it is something I think that you can really throw your heart and soul into and you can really get the rewards as well, incremental rewards in relation to looking back over the last number of years and going, geez, when I started out, this is what I could do. And now look what I can do and such like that as well. And you, you have visual representation to be able to look over that, which I think is phenomenal about photography, you know? Yeah, it's really cool sometimes to take a look back at some of your earlier photos and, um, you know, kind of see where you have improved over the mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, um, you know, sometimes I see a photo from what's I, I like Yosemite or something and, you know, I want to go back and, you know, mm-hmm. try something else or take that photo differently this time just mm-hmm. with the skills that you've learned over the years. So. 
um, yeah, it, it's really fun, um, you know, to see your own personal growth um, mm-hmm. as a photographer, you know, by looking back through your archives. Absolutely. And I suppose, tell me, how did you get started or when did you get started in photography? So you say you, you know, when you moved back home, had you always had a passion for photography before that or did it start then? Where did it all this begin? Yeah, so it's um, always something that I've kind of had like this um, interest in, okay. um, but it's not something that I ever pursued. Um, you know, as a kid, I, I love those disposable cameras. You know, I'd get those and just but that's as far as I went. I never really got in into it um, any more than that until, um, like I said, I um, was when I moved home. Um, my sister is a, also a photographer. Oh, nice! Um, and she took it seriously and still does. But um, she's been into it longer than me. So, kind of seeing her photos and what she was doing. Um, you know, I just decided I'm just going to go buy a camera. So I, I went to Best Buy, which is a local electronics store here mm-hmm. in the States. And, um, yeah, and I just, uh, bought a Nikon D7100, um, with a, I think, a 18 to 200 lens. Okay. Um, and then I just, I took off, turned it to <laughs> manual right away and just, tried, oh, wow. you know. Yeah, well, I, I didn't really know what I was doing with it, but I heard, you know, at dinner, they, the, the pros say you have to shoot manuals. So sure thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was also good to learn that way, but that's kind of a, um, another story. But, um, oh, sorry, my, my alarm is going off here. <laughs> okay. Uh, no problem. Um, that, was not, that was the alarm for the original time we were supposed to record instead of my yes, damn hour was. going forward, yeah. <laughs> I apologize for that. No problem. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I just kind of bought a camera and just, you know, just started going to the local um, parks and nature areas and just, you know, seeing what I happy. can do with it. Yeah. And it just kind of grew from there. And, and you know what, isn't that probably the best way to be able to learn as well? Learn by doing, you know, I mean, you can go and you can learn the book and you may not ever have that translate into the physical holding of the camera. I mean... Yeah, I, I was very similar to that, you know, I mean, you mentioned in relation to your sister. For me, it was my brother and I grew up, my brother who's always had a camera and he would have been back in the film days and he was developing film in my bedroom that I shared with him. And he was always cute because what he did was that he'd always make sure that all of the solutions were never spilt on his side of the room. They were always spilt on my side of the room. So <laughs> I, I, I grew up with, with photography around me and it was interesting that when I finally said, I'm going to try and give this a go too. I mean, the amount of images that came out blank on film because I didn't know what I was doing was immense, mm-hmm. but you learn quickly then because it's not cheap to get things like that developed back then, you know, so you can go, okay, what did I do wrong? So yeah, I like that approach. It's good. It stands to you as well to this day that you've learned from that way because you know what went wrong and you know that to be able to have those mistakes again, let's just say, to be able to understand the different scenarios you're going to take the photograph in. Yeah, I totally agree. Like personally, you know, some people might be able to read a book and, but you know, I, uh, um, for me, I, I learn hands-on. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you watch the YouTube videos, you read, you know, the, the photography books, um, and but you really don't learn and understand it until you actually get out and do it. 100%, 100%. And you mentioned in relation to getting the camera and off, off you go into the landscape and such like that. Have you tried other different genres of photography? Because I know you're from a landscape point of view, but have you tried wedding photographies christenings bar mitzvahs everything have you tried all that type of photography as well yeah actually i um i shoot about between 20 and 30 weddings every year um so i'm i'm 
you know, that's kind of the other side of, of what I do. Um, so yeah, weddings, engagements, family sessions, um, you know, things like that I, I've been doing for a number of years now. Um, and, you know, I've, landscapes obviously is, you know, kind of my passion. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've tried, I've tried street photography and macro and, um, you know, I really didn't like street photography that much and macro. It, it, it was fun, but um, again, it's just kind of not Short really for me. Life. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so kind of stuck with the nature the landscapes and, and all that. Well, you know what? I mean, I, I always pigeonhole myself and saying that I'm a landscape photographer. That's it. Don't ask me to fo- take a photograph of anything else because I always say it many times in the podcast. I don't have to pose a rock, whereas I have to yes. pose people. And for me, I couldn't deal with the pressure, I don't think, of having you get one shot at getting this, pardon upon one shot, but you, know, you get one opportunity at getting this for a group of people that are there together. And if you mess that up, you can't exactly ring them up and go, come here, let's come back again and we're going to try all that again. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do it. So fair play to you for doing over 20 weddings a year, you know? Yeah. Thank you. It's um, yeah, it's, it can be a lot of pressure, but uh, I always say too, uh, mountains and, and rivers and lakes don't pay me to take their pictures. So <laughs> <This is true. laughs> um, that's and the way I got into weddings. I was just at a local art fair um, and these people just came up and they, they asked me if I shot weddings. I said, I've never shot weddings. So like, no, basically, but mm-hmm. they kept asking and they're like, oh, that's okay. And so they had me shoot their little, you know, 20 person wedding. Um, that was about 2014. And, um, and, and I did it. I had fun. I liked it. Um, I had a lot to learn, obviously, about wedding yeah. photography. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, that, that's kind of how I got into it. They just saw me selling my landscape prints and kind wow. of the rest is history. Yeah, as they say, yeah, the rest is history. It's about timing, really, I suppose, really, in life. You know, it's about luck and timing and ability at the third point. But, you know, if you weren't there in that position, they weren't persistent, you probably would never have jumped, I suppose, to try that either. You know, so it was good that you did that. And I think it's it's a good skill yeah. set to have, too, to be able to turn your hand to any type of photography, whereas... Me, like I say, no, I can't do it. I mean, <laughs> I'll only I'll only be sticking from a landscape point of view. And actually, you know, speaking of landscapes, I mean, you know, when we first met virtually, met mm-hmm. uh, when I reached out to you because you know my wife is from Wisconsin and I'd always go to the states every year before the kids were younger. And then as the kids came, I'd go every two years. And uh, we had an opportunity to go uh, in the autumn, and I'd always generally go in the summer. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going in the autumn. There's one place that I wanted to go to. And that is Highway 42, Indoor County. So I reached out to you to find out what was the the fall colors like. And, you know, thankfully you got back to me and it was a great trip. So tell it the listeners, I suppose, in relation to that one particular area anyway, rather than me describe it, you as, as the, the, the native local, tell the listeners, what was I chasing that day? Sure. So um, at the very, Door County is a peninsula sticking out into Lake Michigan. And at the very tip of Door County is highway 42 um but it's not your normal highway it's not designed Mm -hmm. like a normal highway um the road curves back and forth like really strong curves um Mm -hmm. and it's really unusual i i don't know if there's a road like it the closest thing i can think of is lombard street in um uh, san San Francisco. francisco yeah but still not quite the same um so 
Yeah, so this road was designed um, a long time ago by a local landscape architect. Um, his name was Jens Jensen. Okay. And um, he, he did it on purpose. I think it was um, just to, I, I think the official story is he designed it to get people to slow down and take in the nature around them. Okay. Um, but from um, just the, where the beginning of where the road starts to curve, there's a viewpoint kind of on top of a little ridge where you can just look right down the road and just it's you can just get great photographs. Um, and you were there in the fall. That's really the best time I feel to, to visit. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those places that's, um, you know, one of the local icons. Um, where you just have to go get a photo. It's very unique. It, it, it is. And, you know, it, when I first ever came across an image of that, I didn't think it was real. I thought somebody had <laughs> gone into Photoshop and, you know, because in the States, most roads are straight, right? So there's not that yeah, many corners, oh yeah. you know. And I, to get, I think it's around seven or eight, maybe nine corners in the sequence, left, right, left, right, left, right. And as you say, the one position that you can stand, see right down the barrel of that, and mm -hmm. to get those colors is absolutely incredible. And I said, you know, I have to see is that real. And I've and I just realized that it was real. And I went there the first time in the midsummer and I was like, okay, it's not as nice as it could be. And I wanted to go back for the autumn colors or for the fall colors. And it, it's mm -hmm. so unique. It's incredible. Um, and you, you say about, you know, wanting people to slow down. I don't know if I saw, but I was there. I don't think people slowed down during it. It was like <laughs> as if they were doing Formula One and going into different chicanes going down it as well, you know, but it's, a really really beautiful place and thank you very much for giving me the, the steer in relation to the colors which is what i was looking for uh, on that day because i'd been watching you guys have a ph phenomenal tool um which is the fall forecast we don't have that here in ireland because you know ireland is such a small country but i looked and saw where the colors would be at certain times and when i was there i was like okay i'm going to be getting there right at peak I was thinking, hang on a second, maybe I'm not because I was in a different part of Wisconsin. And then when I looked and I saw Door County and it was right at peak fall colors, I was like, okay, I have to go there. I was going there for that road, but I ended up spending three days on Door County because it, it's, it's incredible. Tell, like, tell us about that peninsula. It's not just your ordinary peninsula. I think there's something special in relation to it because everywhere else I had missed all the colors, but they were still mm -hmm. in peak there. I mean, it's some playground to have. Yeah, it, it's a really great place. Like you said, it's a it's a gorgeous place. Um, so, like I said before, it's a peninsula um, that sticks out into Lake Michigan, uh, one of the Great Lakes here in the states. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, all the way up and down the peninsula, it's it's incredibly scenic. Um, all along the shore, there's little towns, like little villages that are. Um, you know, a little bit touristy, but mm -hmm. um, really like like quaint, uh, like um, Hallmark card type mm -hmm. of um, mm -hmm. type of look. Yeah, and um, we have uh, like five state parks up and down the peninsula. We have, I think, like eighteen or something county parks. Some of which nice. are just as beautiful as the state parks. Mm -hmm. Eleven lighthouses. Um, you know, sprawling farmland. I mean, there's there's everything here. So, um, you know, as a nature photographer, there's just so many opportunities all the way up and down the peninsula, um, you know, for, for awesome photos. And like you said, with fall colors, it, it's just, it's gorgeous um, because there's different areas around the peninsula. And I'm not really 
an expert in like the biodiversity of the trees or anything, but mm -hmm. you know, a one part of the peninsula might have more maples. So you get those reds and then you'll get the yellow from the birch, you know, in another part. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's pretty, pretty cool. And um, yeah, is. you can have a lot of fun here as a photographer. I fully agree with you. And there's an area as well, actually, maybe I'm going to butcher the name. I think it's, it's a cave point. Yeah. I think that, and I couldn't get over the waves that were coming in there off a lake. And I was thinking, this is a lake. I mean, I'm not used to a lake being so big, obviously, you know, so I mean, sure. but like the water was hitting off there, but not only hitting off there, but you've got a beautiful set of shapes that are in the rocks as well, which have been carved out by this water. And then sitting on top of those rocks are lovely trees that are just begging to be photographed. And that was one thing that blew me away. And I was thinking, is this, I thought I was at the coast, but I wasn't mm -hmm. at the coast, you know, I was at the side of a lake. Like, so, I mean, like you are in a very open area. I mean, Lake Michigan is huge. And in mm -hmm. the winter time as well, it gets quite harsh and because that whole area freezes and such like that as well. I mean, I, I haven't been there in winter. I don't even know if I'd ever dream about trying to get there in the winter, but <laughs> I, I've seen some of your photographs in the winter and it's absolutely phenomenal it's like have you got a, a favorite to sh location or area to shoot in different seasons throughout the year but particular in winter yeah you know you mentioned a cave point is it's my favorite place um to photograph here in door county um it like you you described it perfectly um and the nice thing about the winter you get the waves crashing up um and then the cold air will freeze the ice and it'll cover, you'll just get these like icicles on the trees, on the cliffs, everywhere you look um, is, is just covered in ice. Um, and the ice changes every day, every week. Um, so anytime you go back in the winter, it, you know, the, the shapes of the ice will just, it'll be different. So yeah, um, yeah I, that's one place I can go back over and over Um you know, and, and no, I can, you know, have a great place to photograph. Um, and it's fun to have that kind of place. I'm sure most of your listeners have one place they like to go to mm -hmm. test their creativity, try something different than they got there last time. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. and cave point is definitely, uh, my muse as, as they could say <laughs> for, um, if you can it's say that nice about muse to part, have. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a nice definitely. muse to have. Yeah, for sure. And like, tell me when you think about, uh, when I think about ice, right, you guys get ice, but you get mm -hmm. damn cold ice. I mean, the air, as you say, it freezes the water and such like that. And the yeah. water is solid or can, can you walk out or is it uh, only close enough in relation to the shoreline? How much ice goes on Lake Michigan in, in the depths of winter? Um, well, Lake Michigan itself usually doesn't freeze over. Um, you'll okay. get ice buildup along the shore. Um, so, But on the western side of um, the Door County Peninsula, um, it's, on the little it's on a bay called Green Bay. Mm -hmm. And that's small enough where it will freeze over. And you can walk out there, you can, you know, there's ice fishermen, they'll drive their trucks out there and snowmobile out there. And um, yeah, it's, it stays frozen probably, you know, a good three months out of the year, at least where you can go out there and um, wow. yeah, wow. it's, it's pretty incredible. It's, it's pretty cool. It's just now starting to thaw. So, um, and yeah, I think it froze over and, 
early January. So, um, yeah, the ice fishermen love it up here. Yeah, you know, I mean, for me, I can't get my head around it. You know, I mean, um, my wife was telling me that the river that she lives on would freeze and that they'd go down to the town on a skidoo. And I'm like, what, on the river? Yeah, the river would freeze. I'm like, what? The river would, how, how does, the, I couldn't get my head around it in relation to that. And that's a small river, you know, so mm-hmm. I mean, that's the Fox River. So that will freeze, right? But like, when I think about the vastness of the areas there, and life still goes on and everybody still gets on with doing what they need to do, but it's the depths and harshest area I've I, I've ever seen. So I don't know if I'll ever get to to there in the in the wintertime. I'll probably live it vicariously looking at you know your <laughs> sure. images and such like that as well. Um and I think is is would I be right to say that is fall autumn colours your favorite time of the year to photograph in, in Door County? Or yeah, you know, winter? I th- I it, I think it is winter actually. Oh, okay. um, you know, spring it's kind of gets muddy, but um, in the springtime we get a lot of blossoms. We have um, a lot of cherry orchards here, okay. um, so we get the beautiful cherry blossoms, um, and that actually is a lot of fun to photograph. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know, summer summer's great. Fall we have beautiful fall colors, but I really like winter because it changes so much. Like depending on the way the ice is going to form, um, you know, where the ice shoves kind of are going to pile up in the spring. And, um, and, and it's one other nice thing too, is it's not so busy. Um, okay. so, you know, you go to a place like cave point, we were talking about in the summer and there's it's probably going to be 30 photographers walking yeah. around, um, yeah. where in the winter you could be the only one there. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to like about winter. Um, yeah, it, it gets cold, uh, very cold, but just bundle up and, um, you know, it's part of the <laughs> fun, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen a couple of things actually that you've done in the winter time. there. Is it, um, is it the start of the winter? I can't remember. Or is it maybe the end of winter going into spring with the ships and as they go sure. through? Is that is that the beginning of winter, the last ships that will come through and then is it freeze over or do they go all all through the winter period of time? Because watching that and following that again on your socials is, is crazy. Some of those ships that come through are huge. Yeah, they can be up to, uh, uh, I think, up to a thousand feet. Yeah. Um, and the town I live in, Sturgeon Bay, has one of the larger um, shipyards on the Great Lakes. Uh, so in about mid-January every year when the shipping lanes close because they freeze up um all the ships um who are going to stay there through the winter they come in um you know to get repairs and upgrades and um they'll come right through downtown um because we have a kind of a a bay you know canal that kind of goes through town so you get Mm -hmm. these massive ships coming through um right our right through our downtown and yeah that's a highlight for me every winter to mm. photograph as many of the sh- as of the ships as I can. Um, and yeah, you do it, you do it differently too, though, because you take it to the next level. I mean, you send your drone up and you send your drone to follow them. And I mean, like, um, what's the name of the place there? There's a, there's a naval base and there's the red uh, lighthouse uh, at the end of that canal going on to Lake, Lake Michigan. Yeah. That's the North Pierhead lighthouse here. In that's Sturgeon the one. Bay. Yeah. Um, um You've got some phenomenal shots from there uh, with the drone as well. I mean, like, has the drone 
brought your uh, pardon upon upper level. I know it's upper level; it's going <laughs> a couple of hundred feet. But has it ex- uh, elevated your uh, photography by, by using that to capture those images? Yeah, you know, it it gives you a different way of looking at familiar places. Um, you know, I grew up here. Um, you know, and I've been photographing here from the ground for years. Mm-hmm. And but when I got the drone, it was it was almost like exploring the county um, from a whole new, I guess, well, perspective. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just a, a totally fresh way of seeing seeing things. So it's fun to get different compositions that you can't get from a tripod. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And you know, playing around with different altitudes to get different um, compositions. Um, yeah, it, it's it's really been a, a kind of a fun um, addition to to my gear kit. Mm, I I regret actually because I didn't fly my drone uh, there in North Point because it's next to a naval base, and I was thinking, okay, I can't. No, there's no way I'm going to be able to fly my drone here. You know, they'll come out and they'll march me off. And I remember walking <laughs> in there. There's a big red line. You know, you've got public side and on the other side is you do not step on this line i was like okay i'm in the states you know you get pulled for something that you you think would be innately here so i never flew my drone but you have some beautiful shots of that and that that's that's another totally unusual structure to be going right out into the bay and it's bright red and i got some lovely shots of it there sitting or standing under the framework that leads out to it but from a drone it's it's incredible i mean hats off and some of the shots you've taken of that it's incredible to follow through in them oh well thank you yeah it's um again that that lighthouse is probably about five minutes from my house so it's in one of those places that i go to quite often um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah i do like flying the drone you do have to be careful with the base um but as long as you're not flying directly over the base or you know taking off or landing from from the base then um then you're fine. They're not really going to bother you, but, um, but yeah, you do have to be careful. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a great, um, a a great little lighthouse. It's not the biggest lighthouse around, but, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it's bright red against the blue of Lake Michigan. So, and then there's like a, um, uh, like a overhead walkway that goes out to it, which you, where you actually walk underneath. So you mm-hmm. can use that for compositions and leading lines. And yeah, um, yeah, it's just a great little, great little pier, great lighthouse to photograph. It is. And you know, there's a secondary lighthouse as well as part of the naval base there too. And I, mm-hmm. I used that nicely because um, I lined up a, a photograph on photo pills, whatever it was. And I was thinking, okay, the sun's going to come up here, checked on the weather forecast. And there was a tiny, tiny, tiny gap in the clouds and the horizon. And it worked out when I was there, which was great. But the moment that the light came up and broke, I quickly turned around and you got your traditional looking lighthouse behind that. And I got mm-hmm. some shots as well. So it's a two for one or basically in the, in that location. But I'd love to be able to experience it again in 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 ice because that all would be mm-hmm. frozen there, wouldn't it? Yeah, sometimes it, you can't really even walk out to it because the whole pier is just covered in too much ice. So you have wow. to have, you know, your cleats. ice cleats. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean the the icicles again, just like at Cave Point, will uh, just hang from the from the walkway over your head, and you know everywhere it's it's gorgeous. It, it, I yeah. mean, ice is it, it's just so beautiful, and um, it's a great subject to photograph because it always changes. It's always different. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it changes the familiar to something new every time you go. 100%, 100%. And I suppose, look, if anybody has ever visited Wisconsin and hasn't visited Door County, go to Door County. I mean, I, we've been waxing lyrical about it here for the last 10 minutes, but it is absolutely a beautiful place, full of photography, full of opportunity mm-hmm. and full of beautiful things as well, I think. To be able to, you know, explore and find something off the beaten track. And now you're lucky, as you say, it's your playground. What a playground mm-hmm. to be able to have as a back garden. Absolutely incredible. Um, Luke, I've loved hearing about that and reminiscing in relation to that area. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a very, very quick break and I'll be right back because I want to talk about your adventures that you go on outside of Wisconsin next. So we'll be right back after this. If you're enjoying this episode of the Irish Photography Podcast, why not jump back and listen to the back catalogue we have of episodes where you'll get some great insights from fantastic guests, gear reviews, lots of hints and tips, and above all else, keeping you company while you drive or relax. Thanks very much for listening. Please consider subscribing, leaving a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. So, Luke, like I said there on the first part, I'm really excited now to hear about your adventures away from Door County. So, tell me, where did you go this year? It's an annual event, I believe, that you do as well. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but where did you go this year? Yeah, so um, every year I like to take a a trip. Um, Sometimes it's a family trip with my wife and daughter. Sometimes it's a solo trip. Um, and this year I took a solo trip, um, to Death Valley National Park in California. And, um, yeah, I spent, I think about six or seven days, um, in, in the park and the surrounding areas, just kind of exploring the desert. And, Mm. uh, it was, it's amazing. I haven't really spent any time in the desert, you know, so it was kind of a, a totally new experience, a new ecosystem. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't really know what to expect, but um, it was absolutely a blast. Um, I, I loved it there. I loved the park. Um, I, I say the park, Death Valley is probably the most fun photo park to photograph that I've ever visited. Um, nice. You know, I visited not all the parks, the national parks, but um, a, a decent number of them. And I don't okay. think I've ever had as much fun um, taking photos as I did there. Mm. And and tell me what areas in Death Valley did you visit? I mean, like it's a big area, so it's not exactly a small park, you know, so like you, yeah. you did you, did you go to the mud flats? Yes, I did. Um, so, I, I stayed, um, my campsite was in like Furnace Creek, which is one of the main kind of towns. Um, okay. and, and that's a good central spot to hit up all the hot spots, you know? Um, so I, I went down like Badwater Basin, um, you know, where the, the salt kind of forms, um, mm-hmm. in the Valley. Mm-hmm. It's like the, mm-hmm. I think it's 282 feet below sea level, um so yeah so i spent uh, my first sunset there and just got extremely fortunate with just a gorgeous sunset beautiful colors clouds um and then yeah explored um yeah pretty much all the hot spots the brisky point um uh a, a few of the different salt flats um and then where else did I go? Well, the sand dunes, that's, that was a huge drive, oh, um, a highlight for me. I spend more time in the sand dunes than anywhere else in the park. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And I, you know, when you go off and you say you, you had nine days there, right? Um, 
I noticed that when I went to the States and I came back, I had to go through a multitude of images. Now, I know uh, that if I had gone to the sand dunes, I would have brimmed so many SD cards, it would have been a criminal offense. How many shots <laughs> did you end up taking when you when you got back? Yeah, I think my folder has about 3,700 exposures wow. in it. Um, wow. No, I um, exposure bracket focus stack, you know, and okay, I did some yeah, night yeah. photos, so I have my, but that's still a lot of exposures to go through and sort through and, you know, keyword and all that. But yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to be going through that trip for probably years, you know, no doubt, um, no doubt because it, yeah, it was just, it's so easy. You know, you go to the sand dunes and you see all these different compositions just coming out towards you. And um, I definitely was not shy with the shutter button while I was there. Well, you know what, at the end of the day, I think for me, when I'm starting to, you know, look at areas that I'd like to go visit, it's high on my list as well, because for that, that exact reason, you know, I mean, uh, the light changes so frequently, the sand dunes are different every single day. There's nothing going to be the same twice, let's just say. And then um, you get early morning light, you know, you can get your blue hour light, you can get your harsh light, you can get your shadows. I mean, I, I would have brimmed, I'd say, 30 cards in an afternoon. I know that for, for, for a fact. And I suppose, would that have been your, your favorite location that you've, that you took there? Cause you spent so much time there now that you've gotten back and started to look at the images or was there something that you visited and took images? And now you're looking at the images going, geez, I'd like to actually explore that a bit more. Um, yeah, you know, I, I even going through the photos, I really did enjoy, um, the sand dunes the most. Um, but while I was in the area, I did kind of take a, a, a day trip, um, spent the night in the Alabama Hills area of California. It's about a two hour drive from the park. And okay. um, that's that's an area that I've, you know, I guess they film a lot of movies there and I've just heard a lot of a, a lot about it. So I figured mm -hmm. I'd take a day and, and, and a night and go check it out. Um, so that's definitely an area where I'd like to explore a little more. Um, okay. head up to like Whitney portal and like into the Sierras a little bit more than I was able to go. Um, and then as far as the park itself, I, I just, I'd like to get to the more lesser traveled parts of the park next time. You know, this okay. being my first time I, I went to all the hot spots that you go to right away and, um, did a little bit of exploring, you know, um, on the, uh, the, western side of the park where all the joshua trees grow so sure um yeah. i did a, a couple um shoots there um but yeah death valley it's just such it's such a large park there's you just can't do yeah. it all in one week or one trip so yeah no um, doubt. you know i'd like to go just back explore other parts that i couldn't get to this time and of that trip i suppose you know something that i often think about is when I finish up on a trip, I always kind of look and go, okay, the highlight and the low light. So from that, what was the hardest part of that trip? The hardest part, you know, it, I was really fortunate where it didn't present a lot of challenges, but one thing, Death Valley is a dirty place. It's um, very dusty. Um, it's very windy, kicking up sand and dust. So it was a challenge to keep the sand off, off of my sensor and, um, 
Um, but, and I mean, I was there in the winter, so I didn't have to put up with the heat, but I imagine some parts of the, t- of the year, the heat's a big challenge. But, um, for me, I think it was just keeping, um, you know, keeping my gear clean. Um, so it would save time. Wouldn't have to, you know, uh, clone stamp out all the dust spots in the skies. But, um, I think overall it was, I mean, I, I really I had a, a great trip without any real challenges. Okay. Okay. So on the flip side to that, what was the best part? What was the highlight of the trip? I think just being someplace new. Um, mm. And I mentioned how I've never really been to a, um, into the desert before. Um, so it, it was cool to see that kind of ecosystem, see, mm-hmm. you know, the different vegetation that's there, the, the rock formations. I mean, the, the salt flats were incredible. Um, the sand dunes, I could go on and on about those sand dunes. But <laughs> um, I, I just think uh, the best part was just the, the diversity and, and um, just being someplace different. Mm, for sure. And I suppose, you know, as you mentioned, you know, each year you go and you find somewhere new and somewhere to explore and such like that so what are, where are you going to go next year um well that's still kind of up in the air but lately um we've been talking about going kind of in your neck of the woods up to northeast england okay um uh my wife and i honeymooned in annick england um in 2016 okay. so we're thinking about going back to that area um scotland and um, you know, Northumberland area. So Very hopefully we good. can make that work out because, um, yeah, it's that's been one of the, our favorite places that we've visited together. So, yeah, um, hopefully 2023, uh, you'll get over to, to get another taste, I suppose, back in relation to that. I, I did go to Northumberland a couple of years ago and it's lovely to photograph some really old castles as well there and such like that as well on the coast that you can get some great shots on. And actually, Hopefully, all going well in August this year. I'm going to the Isle of Skye um, okay. to go take photographs there as well. So, yeah, I'll let you know how that is as well. You might be able to you know, go to different areas there too because there's a lot, an awful lot to photograph in every country, I suppose, really, Luke. There's a lot of areas mm-hmm. to photograph, you know. So, yeah, hopefully you make that trip. Uh, you make that trip happen. Um, and I think, you know, kind of coming back to, to, to closer to home now, I think from your own point of view, um, mm-hmm. Who was it last year? Tell me when, a couple of years ago, maybe, or a year ago, you decided that you wanted to open your own uh, photography gallery in Door mm-hmm. County. Tell us all about that journey. How did it start? How did, how was it going through and how is it today? Yeah. So that was last year. Um, I, um, I opened my first, my, well, opened my own gallery, which has been an amazing experience. Um, mm-hmm. And how I kind of got to that is for years I've been um, setting up a booth at local farmers markets, art fairs, town festivals, um, just okay. selling matted prints. Um, and eventually that grew into canvas prints and then metal prints. And my booth just kind of got bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started just wondering, you know, what if I had a gallery, um, you know, what would, what would that be like? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the fall of 20. 20 i believe i was driving through a a town here in door county bailey's harbor um, Mm -hmm. and i saw a for rent sign in the window of this storefront um so just out of curiosity i I stopped and um wrote down the the phone number and called just to see what rent would be 
mm-hmm. um, and rent was doable. It was uh, so I I decided to take the plunge, sign sign a lease, um, and right. I had this big empty room that I had to turn into a into a gallery and studio space. So um, yeah, so it's it 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 was really really neat, and it's nice to have a place that you can put your own photos up on the wall, leave them there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's different than an art fair because, you know, you have four walls, um, you have a roof. It up and tear you know? it down. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And, um, you don't have to set up or tear down. You can just leave everything up. Um, and yeah, after my first year, it was, um, I would call it a success. Um, especially considering it's the first year that I was open. Sure. Um, people are still kind of learning about, you know, the gallery and that I'm even here. So I fe- mm-hmm. feel like once that, that word gets out a little more, it's, it's only going to grow. So it's been a positive experience. Um, kind of a dream come true. I know a lot of your listeners probably would love to have a, a studio and I say, you know, go for it. If you have the opportunity, um, do it, do it. It's, it's yeah. really a good experience. And and you know what I mean? As you say, I mean it's 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 the first year effectively in relation to it being up and running. You know, you've mm-hmm. gone through the, the the initial surge of should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I, and then all of a sudden you're doing it and you're going, okay, this is actually good. And as you say, you can put your own stamp on that. It can only get bigger and better and stronger as more people know that it's there. And I think the beauty of where you are, I mean, is you get a lot of people that come there as tourists as well, and they pass through that area, and then they see the images of these beautiful things that they've seen themselves, and it's a win-win mm-hmm. situation for you as well. So, like, what can people expect if they're you know driving through, and all of a sudden they see Luke Collins? What can they expect when they see the gallery? Well, how have you got it set up? Uh, well, yeah, so they, they come in, and on the two walls on um, either side, there's um, – it's just – covered in metal prints for the most part that's kind of my favorite um, nice. print medium so that's um kind of what they'll see a lot of i have a, a few canvases some acrylics a few framed prints a little bit of everything nice. um but it's pretty much all door county photos up um everywhere you look um, in the center there's um four tables that are set up with smaller prints matted five by sevens uh, eight by tens um 11 by 14s 12 by 18s you know uh, smaller okay. prints for the for frame mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i i calendars i i published a book last year a photo book of my door county photos wow. um, so yeah they can just pretty much expect to see a, a lot of door county photography um, I have a little bit from, you know, a little corner dedicated to my travels and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, um, you know, door County photos are everywhere you look. Um, and you mentioned we're huge tourist destination for the Midwest and definitely mm-hmm. Wisconsin. So, mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a lot of interest in, in photos from, from where I am. So, um, really fortunate to have that. And, you know, summer is coming now as well. So, you know, hopefully you'll get a very, very busy season ahead of you and a lot of people will discover for the first time or even people coming back after the second time and the third time. And as the years will go on, you'll have people that come back every year and they buy a different print. And that's where hopefully it will go for you as well. Where can people find more information on your gallery, actually? Have you got it on your website? Is it linked uh, off your website or has it got its own specific area that people can uh, find it on? 
Yeah, you can find it right on my website, LukeCollinsPhotography.com. There's a menu item like print store um, you can click on and that'll take you to, um, you know, where you can order prints online and just see information about the the gallery and and the store itself. Um, But yeah, it's all, all on the site. Okay, well, I'll I'll put links into the show notes anyway as well, and I'll link into it so people can, you know, find your work and obviously see the the beauty that you have within that gallery. And if they're ever, like I say, going to Door County, take photographs themselves, stop in as well and see, you know, your beautiful, I suppose, a range of work that you actually, I know, no doubt have on the walls. I haven't visited yet because I haven't traveled, but I know that when I do go back to Wisconsin, I'll be, you know, straight in, knocking on the door. And even if you're closed, I don't care. I'll ring you and say, come on. <laughs> sure, anytime. <laughs> so listen, I have um, one final question before I go to my next break, right? And it's a question that I started asking around maybe five or six episodes ago, but I want to start asking everybody the same question now, I think. I think it's a, an interesting question, which is this. Is, is it the photographer that creates the image or is it the scene that presents itself? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, I'm I'm sure you're going to get a lot of really interesting answers, um, and have been getting a lot of interesting answers. For me, I think um, it's going to sound kind of a, like a cop out, but I think it's both. I really do okay. because um, you know, at, at, when we're out in the scene, we can only take photos of what's in front of us, you know, and the conditions that we have. I don't do sky replacements, anything like that. Nothing against it. It's just not what I do. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of um, handcuffed by what's there in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So in that case, it's a scene that dictates, you know, our photos. Mm-hmm. However, on the other hand, you also, as a photographer, it's up to us to use our, our creativity, our equipment, our lens choices to take the scene, whatever's in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and turn it into a compelling photograph and, and find a good composition, an interesting mm-hmm. composition, um, and make kind of sense out of that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both. Well, you know, it's interesting because most people actually are leaning to a little bit of both, you know. I mean, <laughs> okay. it, and that's the thing. I think it is potentially a little bit of both. And I'm not ever going to tell somebody that I disagree with their view because it's their view and I want to get their view in relation to it. But um, mm-hmm. the way I would look at it is that you can get a photographer to go into what looks like an, an innate scene and pull an image from that. Or you can get a photographer to go into a scene which is natural beauty and not get a great image from that because you know, that's where I think the dichotomy comes between the two of them. Because if you've got a beautiful scene, okay, you know, you would kind of all the gear, all knowing what you're doing. And all of a sudden somebody rocks up in their car at that moment in time, takes out their phone, takes a picture. Okay. The scene presented itself for them. They didn't know what they were doing, but the photographer Mm -hmm. planned everything. They went through all the apps, all the planning, all the time planning, everything to be there at that point. And they got mm-hmm. the image. So that's where I'm saying I think it's an interesting question because it is a mixture of both, absolutely. Um, but without a good scene, it takes a special type of photographer to pull an image from that. But with a very, very good scene, anybody, and technically speaking, if, with a bit of luck, could capture an image as well. So that's my my, my mm-hmm. view in it as well. You know. So yeah, I think your answer is absolutely uh, spot on. I'll keep asking the question for everybody else as well going forward because I think it is one that makes you you think yeah, for sure. It's a it's a really good question. It's it's very interesting to think about, and yeah. um, 
Good answer. Yeah, it's good answer. True. Good answer. <laughs> All right. So look, I'm going to take my last break and I'll be back. I've got three staple questions I ask every single guest. And I'm looking forward, Noah Luke, to asking you the same questions. So we'll be right back after this. If you're enjoying this episode of the Irish Photography Podcast, why not jump back and listen to the back catalog we have of episodes, where you'll get some great insights from fantastic guests, gear reviews, lots of hints and tips, and above all else, keeping you company while you drive or relax. Thanks very much for listening. Please consider subscribing, leaving a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Very welcome back to the final part of the Irish Talkie Podcast. So, Luke, I said, like I said, I've got three questions I ask every single guest, and I'm really looking forward now to hearing your answers. So, first question is a funny photography story. What's yours? Yeah, um, you know, I don't really have anything that's that's really all that funny. But one thing I find kind of interesting, and I'm sure this happens to you and happens to a lot of people listening, is um how we go we're we're at a in a park somewhere a national park or a viewpoint or something and we're there all by ourselves off in the corner somewhere and then a tour bus comes up Mm -hmm. or a car full of people and they all get out and they beeline it right towards you and take out their phones and Mm -hmm. i'm shooting like bryce canyon with you know, uh, uh, 70 to 200 and they put their phones right next to my telephoto lens. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it always makes me chuckle and my wife teases me whenever it happens, um, cause it seems to happen to us quite a bit. Um, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, like it, it just always kind of makes me laugh, laugh when it happens. You're, you're like a magnet for these people because all of a sudden they see this and they go, oh, he's got a camera. There must be a good shot over there. I'm going to go over here and take that same photo. But exactly that. You, you're there with your camera. They rock up with their phone and stand in front yeah. of your camera as well most of the time too. Oh, that that happens too. But, you know, they, they must think I know what I'm doing. So I take it as a compliment. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Second question. What gear mm-hmm. do you shoot with? Yeah, so I shoot with Sony. Uh, my main camera is a Sony A7R three. Nice. Um, I love that camera. I've been shooting with it for about two or three years. Um, and then uh, my favorite lens that I shoot on is the Sony twelve to twenty four um, GM lens. Nice. Um, I absolutely love shooting at twelve millimeters. It's so wide compared wide. to, um, you know, if you're stuck at 16 or 15, depending on your lens, mm-hmm. uh, even 14. I mean, 12 just gives you a whole different, you know, look to your photos. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I love that lens. Um, that's probably what I shoot on the most. Um, but in my camera bag with me is the, you know, the 24 to 70, 70 to 200 to get the whole range. But, um yeah, so Sony is my main kit. I, I've um, dabbled with other brands, um, but Sony's kind of, um, I've been really happy with um, the camera and the controls. And, and um, yeah, and it's output. just. Yeah, yeah. Like you've got a great yeah. dynamic range as well on the Sony's. Uh, I mean, I, I shoot Canon and I'm Canon for life. I won't ever change, but I know that Sony <laughs> are uh, really, really good from the whole dynamic range that you can get there and what you can pull back from the shadows as well as uh, exceptional. And um, what, what, what legs do you, what feet do you put it on? So what's your tripod? I have a, um, oh, what is it? It's, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the brand. It's um, sold by B&H um, Photo okay. um, and it's... Um, it has three uh, legs. To a, it has three <laughs> legs. Um, 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's it's kind of a generic, really right stuff type okay. of tripod. So okay. um, yeah, so I shoot on that um, with a really right stuff, really right stuff um, ball head BH fifty, I think it is, um, with the panning panning head on it, um, and and that it, it's uh, extremely sturdy. It holds up in you know any wind that I might run into. Um, it's yeah, it's awesome tripod. Perfect, I remember perfect. the name of it. <laughs> it's a good one. It does what it's supposed to do. It holds your camera steady. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's right. <laughs> so I hope you can remember the name of one other product anyway. So yeah. the third segment that I have is a thing called a VSP. So it's a very solid product. It's a product you wouldn't leave home without. You'd put your name to it if you could. So what's yours? Yeah, so we've talked a lot about winter photography so for me, since I photograph so much in the winter, um, I always have a pair of winter photography gloves. Um, okay. And the brand is, um, I, I'm not sure, I'm probably going to butcher the, the pronunciation, but it's Valorette or Valorette. Yeah, yeah Valorette, yeah, yeah. And they're amazing. They have different, uh, I, I think I have two pairs, one for lighter winter and then one for you know colder days. Um, and yeah, they've just been fantastic. Um, they, they've on the uh, palms, there's grips so you can mm -hmm. handle the gear with confidence that you're not going to drop it. Um, you know, like most photography gloves, the, the mm -hmm. finger kind of flips open and yeah, and the thumb know, control, but yeah, those, I think I've been shooting with those probably, I think about my first pair, probably four years ago now. And, okay. um, okay. I, I wouldn't buy any other brand of uh, photography glove it's a phenomenal um vsp and it is something i think that is really really important because if your hands get cold you know you your dexterity mm -hmm. is gone but also you start feeling uncomfortable and you kind of going okay i want to cut this trip short or whatever it might be so to be able to be out there and be able to mm -hmm. use the camera in comfort and warmth i think is really 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 important yeah great 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 vsp yeah thank you very much for that okay so we're almost actually there to the end of this. I can't believe it already, but um, tell me what's next for you now and, uh, you know, coming into the summertime. So what's happening now? You're back home. You've had all your trips. Are you still going to go out regularly? Have you got weddings coming up? Are you getting set for the summer season? What's next? Yeah, so um, we're about a month away from the summer tourist season to start. So I'm just kind of spending time um, preparing the gallery i'm ordering prints um new prints for the wall new matted prints mm -hmm. um just kind of restocking and replenishing my inventory um and then yeah i mean wedding season's coming up so i'm preparing for all those um it's going to be a another busy summer mm -hmm. um and yeah i get in I guess long term, I've been looking into um, providing like guided tours or like nice. small group workshops because um, it's something that, you know, I think people would really enjoy in Door County because there's so many places to take people. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought it would be cool to be a resource um, for Very photographers good. looking for a place to um, to shoot while they're here. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I've been... Um, kind of putting together ideas for my second book and just a lot of a lot of um of irons on the fire right now to kind mm. of um get, exciting get everything times. set for the year yeah I'm exciting sorry? times exciting times yeah. ahead 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it is. It's, um, you know, I always look forward to summer here. So um, it's fun to prepare for another season. Happy days. And I suppose, you know, um, you've already mentioned earlier on, but where can people find more information on you? So what's your website? What's your social handles? Yeah, so my website is um, lukecollinsphotography.com. Um, and yeah, you can find pretty much links to every everything um, that I'm on from there. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram. That's probably the best place to follow. Um, I'm, my handle's at lukejc1. Okay. And yeah, that's where I, I'm the most active. I post a couple times a week usually. Um, and yeah, that's, um, and all my links are on there too. So super. Um, yeah. Well, look, I, I'll, I'll put all those links into the, uh, to the show notes, Luke. It's been an absolute pleasure having a conversation with you to finally see you as well face to face. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm looking forward now to continuing to follow your uh, social journey and hopefully someday soon when I get back across, I'll be back up to Door County and I'll be knocking on the door as well to, you know, have a look at your fantastic gallery. Luke, it's been a great conversation. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you very, very much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me, Darren. It's it's good to see your face as well, and to and to have a chance to have a conversation with you um, a little more in person. So, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. thanks for having me on. This was fun. Thanks, man. And sure, look, we'll grab a coffee when I'm around anyway. Sure, for definite the next time. Sounds thanks, good. Dude. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Luke. I always sign off the podcast here in a phrase which is Irish for "bye for now," and I'll say to you in Wisconsin from me in Ireland, "Slong the fall." Thanks, Darren. <laughs> Hey guys, if you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week, and remember, keep shooting.